Hello and welcome to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, the podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. As well, let you know that we are a twice monthly podcast that comes out every other week uh, on pretty much anywhere podcasts are listened to. And you can also check us out on Twitter. It's at LCS Podcast, and our TikTok is uh, at LCS Podcast as well. And if you guys like what you hear and you want to hear some more, we do have a Patreon. It's Patreon.com/slash Lie, Cheat, and Steal, and you get access to. Two more episodes a month, our entire back catalog, as well as our Discord chat, which is pretty fun. We get a lot of new people in there. It's a pretty cool place to be. So that being said, once again, I'm your host, Pat Royce, and I'm here with my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Kath, how you doing? Hi, Pat. I'm good. I uh, I was at work yesterday, and we had um, a little like party for the, the department, and uh, I work at a college. And one of the students gave me a Valentine with a chocolate bar, and I forgot about it. And then I just found the chocolate bar, and I was oh, so happy. Hey. <laughs> I was like, "Hell yeah!" I had this whole yeah. candy bar that I forgot about, and also it was yeah. a, a present, which is so nice. Yeah, that's Hell so yeah. fucking cool. So that's oh, what yeah. I did. We had a little break between episodes, and I ate uh, my delicious Valentine's Day candy bar. So that's what's up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I made a um, I made a bread pudding yesterday. Me and Sid had Valentine's Ooh. Day dinner at the house. Yeah, we made steaks, uh, shrimp, and I made a bread pudding that was really good. And um, and now I just got like the whole uh, whole tray of it, pretty much, just like in, in the <laughs> fridge. And like that thing's about to get worked on over the next couple of days. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's pretty funny. I, I never, uh, I've never, like, I, you know, I'm pretty good with my, like, you know, I can do veggies. I can do, like, you know, I can grill meats. I can cook, like, I, I have my dishes I can do, but I've never really messed with, like, desserts or anything, like, sweets like that. And that was pretty fun, doing a bread pudding. Just yeah, bread, bread pudding sounds like a good one, because, like, I'm I'm a good cook. I'm not a good baker. Like, baking, yeah. it, it's just, like, you have to be so precise, and you, you can't make adjustments. Like, you don't. You kind of just have to like put it in the oven and hope for the best, and then like yeah. once it's in the oven, you can't do anything, and yeah. uh, that's like so not how I cook. Like I'm very, <laughs> I'm like I'm constantly tasting and adding things, and like it's just so not baking. But I feel like bread pudding would probably be okay. First of all, it's delicious, one of my favorite desserts. Yeah. But also, it's it doesn't it's not that kind of baking, like because yeah. you're using bread that's already like it doesn't. I don't know. It's just like it it seems like it has a little more like ability to sort of create variation and like it can still be really good. Just yeah, it was it, bread pudding. It was good to try it. Yeah. I liked it. I, I used the uh, I said using brioche bread. I used the uh, uh, like a, a pack of Italian those Hawaiian sweet rolls. Ooh, instead. yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, cuz they were out of brioche uh, at, at HEB, uh, which is you That's know, a very a smart substitution, Pat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I I googled it. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it was fun, man. It was, it was cool. We, uh, yeah, we did. We pretty much we went to like I forget the name of, like the name of the, the there's a Mexican restaurant. It's on Seventh or Caesar Chavez. I think it's on Caesar Chavez, and it uh it's open like 24 hours. It's been around for a while. You probably have eaten there. Is drunk it at Las Casuelas? Yes, it is Las Casuelas. Yeah, yes, yep. I used to go there all the time. I used to live right yeah. by there. Um, Love that place. This is a perfect segue, actually. Oh, um, really? Hell yeah! Because my story today is about Mexico. So okay, so, the well, origin of Las Casuelas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that place fucking rocks. I used to go there all the time. It's very, it's like it looks cool too. Like it has cool ambiance and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, very yeah, like, and it's open twenty four hours. So like, big fan. Yeah, 
Yeah, um, we, we we definitely we did. where we did lunch, and we ended up uh, like you know we had, we had the whole day like you know we were, Valentine's Day, so we we're gonna hang yeah. out. It's like halfway through lunch at Las Vegas, we were just like, oh shit, let's just do margaritas. We did a whole bunch of mango margaritas, and yeah, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, we had a good time. <laughs> well, the other the other thing that makes this a segue is speaking of treating yourself, because the reason I found out about this story is because uh, I'm going to Mexico City in April. And oh, hell yeah. I'm super excited about it. Um, thank you to our patrons who have allowed me to take a vacation. <laughs> um, if you would like to support my ability to travel, uh, go to patreon.com slash I cheat and steal. It's also yeah. how I like pay rent and stuff. Like, it, it, it does help, but... Yeah, yeah, um, we, are, we are very thankful for that. That's where we have, we have, I, I go on the road as a comedian. I make money on the road, but, like, you know, there's, there's um, you know... Uh, uh, that other thing is definite. There, the things can happen. Yeah, you can get a there's show consistency canceled. to the Patreon that is. That is yeah, the nice. consistency to the Patreon that yeah is very nice. So yeah, <laughs> always always happy for that. Please check us out. Patreon.com/slash/lightsheet and steal. But yeah, like I finally kind of gotten to a point where I can like afford to travel, and I love to do it, and I like really have not done it in a long time, uh, and so I'm really excited for this Mexico City trip. So I'm like, I'm doing a ton of research. I'm uh, I you know like really trying to like fit in as much stuff that I like to do a- as I can when I'm there. And I found are this. Are you going with, uh, are you going with homies? No, I'm going by myself. I'm just going, I'm oh, just like taking a yeah. solo trip. Um, I'm so excited about it. I'm like, I'm super pumped. Um, nice. But yeah, so uh, I was doing some research and one of the places uh, that's like really high on my list to go is uh, the National Museum of, An- of Anthropology. Uh, which is in Mexico City. It's in Chapultepec Park, um, which is sort of like the Mexico, the central park of um, Mexico City, you know? Okay. So this museum, the Spanish name for it is Museo Nacional de Antropología. And, <laughs> I know uh, what that means. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> that was um, easy. That's also like, I'm I'm trying to like, I, I'm like doing Duolingo Spanish and stuff. Like I'm really like putting a lot into this trip because it's like I'm so excited about it. Um, yeah, that's what's up. That, that sounds like it'd be super fun. But so this this museum is it's this huge museum that is devoted almost entirely to um, like pre-Columbian Mexican artifacts. So um, like Mayan stuff, Aztec stuff, uh, but it's like mostly like a, a museum of Mexican like ancient Mexican art. So my, one of my favorite branches of like, like all the ancient history shit is it. I mean, it's ancient America, specifically like ancient yeah. central America. So fucking cool. So much. We don't know about it. Yeah. And, uh, frustrating to the point that you, that it, once you study, you're like, Oh, there's a lot. We're never going to know about this because we, uh, got really, a lot of the books got burned. A lot of the shit got destroyed. It's a, it's a frustrating walk, but it's so fascinating what we do now. Yeah, well, like, one of the places I'm going to go is uh, Teotihuacan, which is yep. these pyramids outside Mexico City where, like, they're these massive, massive pyramids, and the Aztec they were really important to the Aztecs, but they were built, like, thousands of years before the Aztecs, and we don't really know who built them. Like, it's yeah. it's amazing. But anyway, so this museum has, has stuff from Teotihuacan. It has stuff from all over. Um, but when I was, like you know, reading about the exhibitions of this museum, I found out about a museum heist that happened there in the 80s. Oh, nice. So, yeah. yeah. I, I love what we, like, we were, uh, in the last episode, it was like, we were re- I was rewatching 
uh, Van Damme movies and found out about, uh, you know, the, the next topic that we do. It's fun when you're like learning about something and you're like, oh, there's a scam in here, too. Yep. <laughs> there always is. There's always a scam in there. Um, yeah, it's almost like it's like ingrained into our, 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 our human nature. It's so, like <laughs> all, all human institutions will involve a scam at some point. Totally. Um, well, yeah, this one did. And um, so they made a movie about this a few years ago. Uh, Gail Garcia Bernal is in it. It's called Museo, if anyone's interested. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to tell you about the Christmas art heist from the National Museum of Anthropology in Mexico City. Nice. So, I, I love this. I, I never even heard about this. Hell yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So as I said, this happened on Chris, on like in the middle of the night on Christmas Eve, uh, 1984, which another thing to sort of like contextualize here, because like we're going to talk about this a little bit. Uh, 1985 in Mexico City was a really rough year. There was a catastrophic earthquake that year. Um, it like leveled a huge part of the city. Uh, it was it was a really bad time. It was a time of like a lot of political instability. Yeah. Um, it's sort of the advent of like the. It's not the beginning of, and it's not really the worst of, but it's sort of when the drug war kind of kicked into high gear, both in the like massive increase in um, cocaine demand in the United States and also like a lot of um, like crackdown on drugs, you know? So like, it was just like a bad time. <laughs> so, yeah. and this is happening. You, you, oh, go ahead. You look at the eighties and be like, it, it, the, the more fun was being had in America, probably the worse of a time it was in Latin America. Yeah. It is incredible. Like, cause I've been trying to learn about Mexican history ahead of this trip. And it is incredible how much the United States has just had their thumb on the scale for like what happens in Mexico. Like it's, it's pretty unbelievable. I mean, yeah, yeah it's uh, going back to like the Mexican revolution. It's like, it's really yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, and and this was like really hard because as I said, this museum is like it's a huge point of Mexican pride, you know, that like they have this heritage. There's this sort of political ideology in Central America called indigenismo, which is basically this like national myth of these ancient cultures that these people are, you know, descended from. And um this stuff got stolen and it was it sucked. Like it was a huge tragedy for for everybody when they realized what happened but anyway christmas eve is when this happened and uh on christmas eve 1984 124 artifacts are stolen from this museum in the middle of the night uh the majority of these objects were the results of modern archaeological excavations within mexico and some of them a few of them had become really famous national symbols so it's not just that they stole stuff from this museum. It's that they stole like really well-known objects in this museum. Yeah. So some of the, the objects that get held in museums, like like the like the pictures of these objects become like almost stand-ins for that entire field of study. Like right. things like, you know, if you Google, you know, Anglo-Saxon Europe, you see that Sutton Who mask. It's, it's the one you see yep. it all the time. King and Tut's you, mask you, for Egypt. Yeah, like there's always. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's certain, there's certain items that like you could get the textbook for that, for that type of thing. And that's going to be on the cover. And like you instantly know. And you can only imagine the emotional connection like people would have to that item. You know, it's, it's got to be a bummer when it gets stolen yeah well and that's that's what happened here and like with king tut it's this the the sort of most notable thing that got stolen was a funerary mask and it was this jade mosaic funerary mask of this mayan king from the seventh century uh I, i'm gonna pronounce his name wrong but it's kinich janab pakal his funerary mask 
was taken. Um, this mask was found in like a completely intact tomb that was found in the 50s. And it was like a huge discovery when it happened. And a bunch of stuff from this tomb became like national symbols of Mexico. And yeah. a bunch of that stuff got stolen. Um, a bunch of stuff got stolen that was from the uh, cenote of sacrifice in Chichen Itza. So the Yucatan Peninsula is full of these like cenotes, these like um, cenotes. I don't know what they're called, but they're like the the they're basically like uh little swimming holes you know they're like wells yeah basically did, did, were you in austin for the during the days of the cenote open mic yes yes i was yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it was, it was yeah, that was also like, a cenote of sacrifice in a way yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah lot, lots of self-esteem was sacrificed to that, at that <laughs> altar <laughs> but yeah so there's chichen itza is like a famous mayan site there's the cenote that they would sacrifice people into uh, in religious ceremonies, and they would also sacrifice like precious, like items, you know, like idols and things like that. And so, in modern times, they've gone down to the the bottom of this uh, cenote and and recovered all these items, put this in this museum. A bunch of them get stolen. Um, so the total value at the time of the items that were taken was thought to be over twenty million dollars. Um, it's also notable that like uh, the 124 artifacts were taken. They were all really small. So like they really like most of the stuff that was taken could fit in like a couple duffel bags. Like they were, yeah. but they were like really important and very valuable. And uh, when this happened, the art experts were like, okay, this, this was done by somebody knowledgeable um, yeah. because they stole like the most valuable stuff in here. Cause there's a lot of stuff in here and they really, they picked right. You know, <laughs> it looks like an art high is done by like a real dummy and he just robs the gift shop. <laughs> it's just like, Bro, I got every name on the little fucking license plate that you can possibly get. <laughs> so yeah, that is, uh, that is, uh, the, these people they thought were not were not that uh, the gift shop was left intact at this time, so. Okay. Um, but yeah, so they were like, uh, these were probably professionals, and again because these were like such important items for like a Mexican identity, there was a lot of um speculation that uh this was like uh they they were stolen by foreigners to sell on the international market because. In the years before this um, art heist, there were a bunch of regulations put in place about the sale of pre-Columbian Mexican artifacts. And yeah. uh, basically, it just made it really hard for um, like art collectors to get their hands on this stuff if they weren't going to keep it in Mexico. Um, yeah. Which, like, you know, we've we've done other... other um, episodes on stuff like this but like it, there is something to be said for the idea that like most museums are heists like are the end result of heists like they yeah. stole from <laughs> lots and lots of people yeah um, yeah that, that's uh i know it's like a wild thing is like they're trying to like like they're finally having the discussion to like repatriate some of these items mm -hmm, and even mm -hmm. even the, like, the british museum isn't necessarily being like forthright with all of it right yeah they're taking their time um yeah but yeah, like Mexico realized pretty in like the 70s that like they didn't really want this stuff leaving Mexico. Um, so people thought, well, since it's so hard to buy it, that's why they stole it. And it like there were rumors that it, re it was like KG a KGB operation. Like 
People were really fucking mad about it. Um, yeah. Here's the thing, though. The actual theft was not very sophisticated. So yeah. <laughs> what happened was it was Christmas Eve, right? So there were eight museum guards that were working there that night. Um, they uh, were from the Banking and Industrial Police, which is a Mexico City police force. Um, it was Christmas Eve. So they were all just drinking and like hanging out. I know like in like a lot of like uh, a lot of Hispanic culture, like Christmas Eve is, I mean, obviously like, like, you know, Americans are fond of Christmas Eve, but that's like a standard Noche for Buena, Christmas. Yeah. 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 It happens the night before it, like, that. That's actually Christmas. Like when everybody gets together and shit is on Christmas Eve. Right. It's kind of funny. Like the, the Isabella Stewart Gardner museum, they stole from a museum in Boston by doing it on St. Patty's Day. Like, right, it's yeah. Like if you just, if you know, like, what are the days that everybody likes to get drunk? That's when you do your highest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so, um, yeah, these these guards, there were eight guards, but the museum's alarm was faulty, and the guards were just, like, having a party and not doing their rounds. And uh-huh. so they weren't even, like, closing doors or anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... After this happened, as I said, they thought they might be foreigners. So, like, they basically, like, did super thorough checks of, like, every entry and exit point uh, in Mexico to see if they could find this stuff. Um, they All of the museum guards were arrested and questioned, um, but they were all eventually released. Uh, all in all, they questioned over 500 people to try and figure out who did this. And uh, they couldn't find him for a couple years. They they couldn't. They weren't getting anywhere. And the thing is, like, and we've talked about this with the Isabella Stewart Gardner thing. The problem with stealing stuff like this is that, like, it's so famous that you can't sell it. Like, yeah, because yeah, there's yeah, like who- no one else who has a funerary mask of this Mayan king. So, like, you know where it came <laughs> from, you know. <laughs> that's crazy. Like, that's crazy. I, I my my friend has the same mask, and that's where I got it from, actually. <laughs> Yeah, what so a like you, you can't even have like plausible deniability, you know? Like yeah. it's like, well, this is the only one of those. Well, so, I know what we saw at the Isabel Stewart Garden Museum was that, that we learned that art heists sometimes come stand-ins for like uh it's like uh, a, a bargaining chip and a criminal yes. investigation. Yeah, right, it, not it, to it, sell. It, yeah. yeah. So they weren't really it doesn't sound like they were thinking that that might be what's going on here, um, which is kind of surprising because, yeah, that that was definitely what they assumed the Gardner case was about. Yeah. Um, Although I'm looking at the thing, the mask now, like I can see stealing this shit just because it's fucking dope. It's really cool. <laughs> they stole they stole another really cool one. That's uh, the mask of a, a bat god. It's fucking oh, dope. Hell it's like. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite ones. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, dude, all that like uh, like it's so crazy to see a funerary mask because like obviously I know the guy didn't look like this, but he looked yeah. something like that. And it is how crazy it is look like to look upon the face of somebody that lived that long ago. And uh, yeah, it's just that's, that's always something that, that never fails to amaze me. Yeah, no, look at, across time, man. It's amazing. Yeah, man. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> but okay, so uh, what they were worried about with this stuff because it was so famous is they were like. We're worried the thieves are going to realize that this is unsellable and just destroy it because they don't oh, want to get yeah. caught. That's what they're worried about. Yeah, like yeah. one one museum curator said that trying to sell this stuff would be like trying to fence the Mona Lisa. Like it's just <laughs> it's like you you've like been too successful, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, another uh, a victim of their own success. We see that in heist or you know, we see that in scams as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the many ways a scam can go wrong. <laughs> exactly. 
So, um, yeah, they questioned all these people. It's like a huge story because it's like a blow to like Mexican identity that this stuff has gone missing. Um, this was in this was in 1984, the end of 1984. And then they have this huge earthquake. Like, it's just like a really shitty time in Mexico City. Like people yeah. are people are bummed out. Um, and uh, yeah, man, that that earthquake is like devastating, too, because like. So Mexico City is on all these fault lines. Um, it's yeah. in this like rift valley, and um, the middle of the city is actually kind of the most vulnerable to earthquakes. So this 1985 earthquake, it basically like destroyed all the hospitals. So because they're all in the Ooh. middle of the city, so like yeah. there was nowhere for injured people to get treatment. It was like yeah, it was really really bad. So everybody's bummed out. Uh, it sucks. But three years later. Don't worry. They catch the guys. Uh, uh, okay. They do. They catch the guys. They get this stuff back. It is currently back in the museum. So I can go see this stuff, which is nice. fucking sweet. <laughs> and just in time for Cass' yeah. visit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they do They do catch these guys. And uh, it's pretty fucking crazy. I'm going to tell you about it. So Yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. <laughs> so as I said, this is also around the time that like people get... Uh, the Mexican government and the United States government get pretty serious about the war on drugs and uh, things kind of start to get a little bit violent. And so um, the police are sort of cracking down and uh, the Mexican police at the like around like the mid 1988. So like three over three years after this has happened, um, police are surveying a drug trafficker named Salvador Alcabo Gutierrez who uh, he, he's from, I believe he's from Jalisco. Um, they're, they're surveilling him, and they catch him talking on the phone, negotiating about the sale of some uh, ancient artifacts. And they're like, oh, ancient artifacts, you say. Interesting. Yeah, right? So they take note of that. They keep surveilling him. Finally, they catch him doing the thing that he was being surveilled for, trafficking drugs, and uh, in the in the sort of opposite direction of what we were thinking about with the Gardner thing, he offers up the art theft people as his bargaining chip to get out of the drug trafficking. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's so cool to be like, yeah, we we stole this art art piece and we use it as a bargaining chip. It's like, oh, that's cool. Well, I'm gonna use y'all as a bargaining chip. <laughs> Again, like victim of their own success, it's too important an artifact. So like, yeah, yeah you're yeah. gonna, yeah, somebody's gonna give you up. Um, yeah. Anyway, so this guy, uh. He he tells them, El Cabo tells them, uh, this guy Carlos uh, Trevino is uh, the one who has these artifacts. So they start, the police start surveying, uh, surveilling Carlos Trevino. Carlos Trevino, by the way, is 28, which means that if he did this, he would have been like 25 years old when he committed this crime. Um, Man. Which just is crazy because he, yeah. he is the guy who committed this crime. So he did this when he was 25 years old. Damn, that's wild. Yeah, I was doing shit at 25. <laughs> well, this is the, the thing that is like such a good, satisfying twist about this story is that it was absolutely not done by professionals. It was done by some, uh, I believe one article I read called them doofuses. It was done <laughs> by some doofuses. So <laughs> There's a couple of rubes. <laughs> yeah. So And one of them was this guy, Carlos Trevino. So um, they start surveilling him. And uh, like six months later, in in June of 1989, they raid his house. 
So Carlos at this time lives in uh, a suburb of Mexico City. And uh, they had, again, like gotten this guy on tape talking about this stuff. They knew it was there. They raid his house. This is also a very funny detail to me. Apparently, uh, Carlos Trevino was really good at karate. And so (laughs) the police were like worried he was going to like try to resist and do karate on them, which is very funny. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the yeah 80s. Yeah. Bloodsport. Prime, like when, when, yeah, we, we just talked about Bloodsport that episode. This is like the prime time we, people took karate seriously. Like, all right, everybody chill out. This guy could probably kick our ass. Right. <laughs> this guy knows karate, man. It's like, you have yeah. guns. You're the police. Yeah. But the, but the I, other well, thing. I, oh, go ahead. I, was, I, I used to, like, on uh, Venmo transactions to buy weed, I used to always put karate lessons. <laughs> and then, nice. Like, I was always like, man, if they ever investigate these weed transactions and go to take me out, they're really going to beat the shit out of me. He's like, careful. This guy's, <laughs> been, this guy's been taking fucking karate lessons <laughs> for the last year and a half. So, yeah, twice a week. <laughs> so, yeah, we don't want to piss this guy off. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, like, I think that's very funny that they were like, he's a karate guy. And then also they were like, the guys going in after him, like, don't know about art. They're just cops. So they're like, we have to be really careful because like, we might fuck up all the art if we are like too (laughs) rough arresting him. (laughs) Everything's art. They're like his lava lamp. Like, don't touch (laughs) it. Yeah, I just, there's like a really funny quote from one of the cops where it just said, I didn't know the pieces, neither did my agents. I had to take care that they didn't nail one, which is like very funny. (laughs) That's translated from Spanish. So like maybe Google Translate was being funny, but that's very funny to me. Um, But yeah, so uh, after uh, his, uh, they arrest Carlos and Carlos names his accomplice, uh, this guy, Roman Sardinia, who is 30. So, again, Roman Sardinia is like 27, 28 when this happened. Um, they were both, at the time, they knew each other because they were both in veterinary school, which is weird. Like, I don't okay. know. It's a weird detail to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think either of them finished. I think they yeah. both. Um, yeah, I don't think either of them uh, completed veterinary school. <laughs> yeah. I guess they were the like stealing twenty of million story. dollars of art is is enough of a um, you know uh, enough of a safety plan enough of a plan B. I don't need to go yeah, into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were doing it to pay off their student loans for veterinary schools. <laughs> exactly. So after they arrest this guy, um, he starts telling them like what actually happened. This guy Carlos. And, like, police's hypothesis was basically correct. So these guys basically drove up to, like, a back entrance. Uh, They jumped the fence on the Paseo de Reforma, which is, like, the the nearest street. Um, And they shimmy through an air conditioning duct into the Maya room where all the Maya rooms are. Yeah. Gotta shimmy if you're doing a museum heist. That's yeah. very important. <laughs> yeah. Which, which, which will keep me out of that field because I, I, <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever... <laughs> I can be pretty deaf for a guy my size. I can be pretty uh, dexterous for a guy my size, but shimmying is out of my <laughs> realm. Um. So yeah, they they go into the Maya room, and uh, they said that they spent half an hour taking stuff, and uh, like taking it out of its cases and then putting it in a suitcase. Um, they were there for half an hour. They said they never even saw a security guard and, uh, and all the doors were open. So like, they didn't yeah. even, like just, yeah. So, uh, the, the guy, God, the like, guy, oh, you got, 
all you gotta do is a museum guard, man. It's like you, it, it always feels like as a museum guard, the one time you slip. It's like it feels like such like nobody's stealing. Yeah, like, how you, you often are they actually like, catching people? It's like yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's never like oh, a bunch of museum guards caught a guy. It's yeah. either you hear nothing for three decades, and then one <laughs> night they catch a guy, like or they, or they get their they get their asses handed them in one night. It's it's insane. What a a weird like just a low periods of activity with one big flare up like every other twenty five years. Trevino literally said, it's embarrassing that there was no security. (laughs) (laughs) Even he's like, this is embarrassing. Bro, I felt bad for him. I put a couple things back. I was like, these (laughs) dudes are going to get fucked. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it was like very easy. Um, So they like put everything in this like canvas suitcase. They go back out. They uh, uh, like get back in their Volkswagen that they drove up in and uh, and speed (laughs) off into the night. So, yeah, it's like the Mexican getaway music. <laughs> like, it sounds like <laughs> sounds like a beer tent in Corpus Christi. It's like out of there, hell yeah. <laughs> so apparently they did plan this. So they had been to the museum like fifty times in the last six months to to sort of scope it out. So they were casing the joint, and I guess they probably thought these guards seem like they like to party. So yeah, we're gonna go yeah. Christmas Eve. <laughs> I was the, the the museum guard who like. Clearly, like, I bet museums get a lot of regular visitors because there's people who are, like, big nerds and love to go learn about history and want to, you know, that's where they spend their free time. And, mm. like, the hostile museum guards, like, which one of you nerds is plotting a heist? Like, I know right. it's one of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, they, like, they cased the joint and they got the stuff. But then they had, like, no real plan of what to do once they had it. Like, Hell they yeah. spent a lot of time figuring out how to get it. And then when they had it, they didn't really know what to do. So, like... That's what happened is literally they found when they raided this guy's house, they found like almost everything. He still had uh, all of it. He like didn't damn. even sell it. And, and he got popped he, for selling drugs, right? He he got popped. No, he like not at the time. So like Oh, he, I was he say, does I just have him being coked out wearing this mask. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> well, he does he does have drug connections, which is like why like he was trying to sell this stuff to a drug trafficker so like the other guy that got popped for the drug that's right that's right yeah so like he is connected to that stuff and he does end up also facing drug trafficking charges like that also is part of what he's charged for but he so like that's kind of they they like get all this stuff and when they raid this dude's house they find almost everything um, and it's literally just like in a in a duffel bag wrapped in plastic wrap in his closet. <laughs> it's just in his closet loser, in like an dude. old gym bag. Oh man, yeah, like I understand it's impossible to move, but it's like the fact that it's, that's just embarrassing. Like how he felt embarrassed yeah. for the guards. Like it's just embarrassing because you stole all this shit. Your life is going to be permanently changed for this, and it's still in your fucking closet, dog. Like okay, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's embarrassing. It's like again, yeah. these are doofuses. These guys yeah, are doofuses. Do better, try harder. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they. <laughs> They steal all this stuff. They have no idea what to do with it. They literally don't even take it out of the suitcase that they put it in at the museum for a year. They It just <laughs> sits in this dude's closet for a year. The only time they like transport it is because the guy decided to move to Acapulco. That's it. <laughs> Oh, uh, now it's just it, it, like I'm sure that was stressful. You know what I'm saying? So sure. now it's like you got to drive with this shit in your fucking cars. You can't leave it at your old house because they no, find you it. can't. You can't yeah. hire movers for that shit. They're yeah. gonna fuck it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now you're just hauling this 
the useless duffel bag full of like like very valuable shit that you can't sell. Yeah. That is just an albatross around your neck at this point. <laughs> that thing, that what what a what a burden. Well, and then it's a total burden because so he moves to Acapulco with the intention of maybe trying to sell it there, and because Acapulco at the time is like a big. Um, drug lots of drug money in acapulco at the time yeah so he's like maybe i can sell it to like some some rich drug dealers because like they don't they'll think it's cool to like display stolen art in their house <laughs> he just rolls I mean? up like like bubbles on the wire with the fucking cart full <laughs> exactly of hats. <laughs> <laughs> he just puts the green mask on the guy uh, uh, that's you blair that's you <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's basically what he does because apparently he was trying to sell it for cocaine so like I mean, probably to in turn sell the cocaine, but also I'm like, this yeah. guy definitely was doing cocaine. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't plan and execute a museum heist with no plans to sell the stuff unless you're doing a lot of cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yo, that is the epitome of a cocaine idea. That's, like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That you have no idea what comes next. That's, oh, uh, that, yeah, that, that is a yeah, perfect cocaine. I had a, I knew a, a comedian friend in Connecticut that quit doing cocaine by a, by making himself do all the things he said he'd do while on cocaine that's an incredible <laughs> plan that's really good yeah yeah he ended up doing like wearing a unitard and doing that uh i will walk 500 miles with his homeboys <laughs> cover band and that was nice. one of the first nights we hung out outside of comedy i was like why are you doing this he's yeah. like because i'm making myself do everything i say i'm gonna do when i'm on drugs <laughs> <laughs> so yeah this guy they, he moves to acapulco he tries to sell the stuff People, no takers. Like, it's not working. <laughs> he can't sell like, get it. Get shit out of my house, dog. <laughs> so, then, so then he goes back to Mexico City with it. And that's when they catch him is when he's back in Mexico City. So, like, oh, yeah, yeah he, they just had all this stuff this whole time and trying to sell it. And Yeah, that's uh, some doofus shit. It's doofus shit. It's total doofus shit. <laughs> A real doofy move there, buddy. So um, he he's charged with uh, theft of a national treasure, and he also uh, had cocaine trafficking charges as well. So <laughs> if you, oh, theft of a national treasure, like you get charged with that over here, it's like you stole Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The country of Australia is prosecuting you for kidnapping Melanie Linsky. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh man, she rules. Yeah, she's the best. Uh, she's a national treasure. Um, so all, all when all is said and done, they end up arresting seven people. I'm, I'm unclear about like how a lot of them were involved. Um, but Carlos Trevino, he only got ten years in prison, which is like pretty crazy to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the other guy, his accomplice, I think he got away. Like it, it's. I, I was having so much trouble finding sources for the sentencing. Like there were. There were a, a lot of articles written when they were about to be tried and then and obviously a lot of articles written at the time of the theft, but I couldn't find a lot of any English sources about um what like kind of definitively who was charged for what. Um yeah. So, but from what I was able to like Google Translate from Spanish, it sounds like his accomplice got away. So, I guess that guy's still out there, but it they got they got so much of the stuff back. I don't think that dude like even profited off of this crime. You know yeah. what I mean? I hope he has like some one stupid ring and he's just like that guy at the bar with a lot of weird rings and one <laughs> yeah. of them is like extra weird. You're like, what's that one? He's like, Oh, this one this was actually pretty cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I could definitely see that. Um but yeah, so uh 
the that's that's kind of that so after this happened um the the museum like fucking fixed its alarms and like <laughs> hired <It's> like unpre- uh, <laughs> the unprecedented security measures like locking the door and having right. guards that aren't drunk <laughs> that's the thing like i just feel like this is it's it was like so embarrassing on so many levels because it's like it's embarrassing the shit got taken uh it's embarrassing that the it was taken by like some fucking yokels and then like there's no way to be like we're remedying the situation that isn't also embarrassing because it's like yeah okay maybe you can have like cases that lock and like closed circuit cameras you know i wonder if any guard saw something happening it was like he was like you know what i'm not i heard a noise it was like you know what i'm not gonna go over there because no matter what we find yeah, yeah, no matter what we find, it's bad for us. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I go over right. there and start to investigate something, and we find a guy, I got to call the fucking policia. They show up. I'm fucking three <laughs> sheets to the wind. Yeah. <laughs> like, I could, I could see one of the guys be like, man, I thought I heard something. I didn't do shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, like, it is, I mean, so the movie about this museo is, uh, it's supposed to be pretty good. I think I'm going to watch it now. Um, it's, like, a fictionalized version, but um, yeah. it does kind of deal with, this idea of like like who's stealing what like what what is a museum if not like a display of the spoils of theft like yeah even with this museum like this museum is a real point of national pride in mexico city but like there's there are some things in it that have really like histories that kind of trouble this like it's stuff that's taken from these like small uh communities that are like mostly still full of indigenous people who have like direct yeah. connections to the stuff that these where these artifacts are from and like a lot of times they're there for a long time and known about and then they get taken and put in a museum and people get upset about it there's a great story about this other artifact in the in the museum um that was it's this big statue um i think it's of uh Kotlikyu, i think is her name she's like a snake earth mother goddess she's pretty cool looking yeah. um but it's a huge shit is badass yeah it's fucking dope but it's this <laughs> huge huge statue right and uh in the 19th century it gets dug up in uh i think it's from the yucatan or it might be from outside mexico city but so in like the in the 19th century it gets dug up and uh everybody's like wow cool that's awesome and then a bunch of the indigenous people who uh live in mexico basically come to see it and it becomes like a place of worship for them and the white people like the the colonizers in mexico mexico are like oh fuck this is like (laughs) this is potentially like a point of uprising for these people yeah 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 and so they bury it again (laughs) they just put it back in the ground they put it back in the ground where they found it yeah they just put it back Uh, in the ground because they were like we like we don't know what this is but clearly these people do and they love it and like this this could be like a rallying point of identity for them and like that would be really bad for us so they fucking put it back in the ground (laughs) (laughs) that's that's dope. I mean, I guess like the, were, were the were the indigenous people would they have rather it been out and in their control so they could worship it, interact with it, or yeah. was it going back? And, okay, yeah. So it's also kind of fucked up. It's like, oh, here's a thing we really like, and like, oh fuck, we didn't know they were gonna like it. <laughs> like we gotta put this in the ground. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, that's almost yeah. like well, we we did that that episode about um, uh, 
Canute, the guy that st- the Viking king that stole the the body of the saint. We did it. Mm-hmm. We did a Patreon episode about it for a while, but they stole it because a cult was rising up around the saint's body that yeah. was like uh, a Christian cult that was against this pagan Viking king. And you know, it, it, they you know, basically he was like, I gotta get this thing out of here because it's uh, it's getting these guys too loose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're, yeah, <laughs> they're having too much fun. Yeah, exactly. that's crazy. So and then like, I this is I. I like, so it gets buried again after a couple years, um, and then they re-dig it up and put it in the museum. So, like, it's in the museum now. But, like, Never what learn. I'm wondering is, like, did people know where it was buried, or did they, like, re-find it? Because, like, yeah. it'd be really funny if they just knew the whole time. <laughs> and they were yeah, like, yeah. yeah, we're not getting that thing out here again. Like, no, yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, yeah. I know that, like, I know when you get into, like, the, um, the more, like, uh, What's the way to put this? When you get into like, you know, like Mexico City, Mexico City is a global city, uh, but it's, you know, like when you go outside of it in either direction, you'll find some like very, uh, you know, some indigenous groups that I'm not saying they're not uncontacted, but I know there's a point of rivalry between like the city folks and the indigenous folks. Mm -hmm. And I know that indigenous people get like a really short end of the stick on a lot of shit when it comes to like, you know, uh, government decisions or social issues and things like that, that these guys don't catch a fair shake. And that kind of sucks. Yeah, you, you dig you, you dig up something, you take it from them, you put it in the, in the building. They they try to come see it, you move it again. Like if, it right. feels like they're yeah they're getting they're getting shafted. And like I said, it speaks to the museo's point of being like, well, who's stealing? Who's stealing from who here? Who you stole that right. shit from the ground? You know, like, yeah, who's like well, like where does it start? Where does it stop? Yeah, it just I don't know. It's it's interesting. I mean, obviously. Yeah. These dumbasses are not like they're not like responding to this narrative, but it is like an interesting yeah. kind of idea, you know. So uh, that, yeah, that is, so, I, I, I would like to think of one of them just like yeah, like took that as defense. But we, we were doing this for the people, and it's like you right. was in a gym bag <laughs> in your closet, and you tried to trade it for coke. No, you weren't. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, ultimately, like they did, they got most of the stuff back i i don't know what's still missing i know that like it is the other thing that's like kind of a miracle about this is that um none of it was damaged there was like a little bit of damage to one of them that that bat god mask that i think is so cool like i guess that one got a little bit damaged but like everything else was like completely fine and uh for a while it was like sort of kept in protective custody while they were like making sure no one was gonna fucking grab it again <laughs> yeah but yeah. like it's all it's all back on display and stuff so wow yeah yeah damn well that's a uh, that's cool as hell man yeah that, that like i that was uh that was fun thank you for telling us about that i i fucking worth it i would say uh no, <laughs> clearly not worth it at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like for no reason, like no yeah. money, no, absolutely not <clears throat> worth it. Um, but kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like rel- like ethically, like r- not. We've covered a lot worse stuff. Like he, he, they didn't hurt anybody. Um, but like, yeah, this just completely fucked up for them. This totally backfired. Yeah, definitely yeah. a cocaine idea. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely f- probably fucked up the week of a couple security guards. I guess those guys, <laughs> I bet those guys lost their jobs for they sure. They arrested all of them and questioned them, and then yeah. they released them, and I'm sure they all lost their jobs. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I'm sure the arrest was. I, I'm sure their their dignity was respected during that arrest. And, you know. Sure, absolutely. Mexican police in the 80s. I bet 
bet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Access to counsel. Uh, I bet everything <laughs> was just gravy for them. I looked at the Bat God mask. Yep, cool as shit. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's really fucking cool. Also, there's like a Jade Batman mask that somebody made. <laughs> it's just nice. like kind of chilling. <laughs> oh, man. Well, damn, thank you so much for telling us about that, Kath. That is a that is a dope story. Uh, yeah, like I said, yeah, worth it. Definitely not worth it how they went about it. Glad the stuff's back, at least where we can look at it and it wasn't damaged. I yeah. do hope that one guy got away with like a cool Coke ring out of it, though. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> That's allowed. We'll allow it. Yeah. Well, hey, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Lie, Cheat, and Steal. Uh, we do two of these episodes a month for free wherever podcasts are streamed. And you can always check us out on our Patreon. It's at uh, patreon.com slash lie, cheat, and steal. If you're a listener to the podcast and you haven't already, please go on wherever you listen to us at. Give us a five-star review. Uh, write a review. Leave some kind words. Uh, that definitely helps us get the word out. Check us out on all platforms. I'm going back on the road again. I've been, I've been kind of sequestered back at the house in Austin for the last two months. It was much needed, but I'm getting back out there and oh, I'm going to yeah. be all over the Midwest. I'm doing like, uh, doing like, uh, Bismarck, Fargo, Minneapolis, uh, Milwaukee. It's going to be a cool ass Midwest run. So look all that up and check it out and, uh, and all the dates up in just a little bit. Kath, you got anything for us? Um, yeah, I have another podcast called What a Time to Be Alive. Uh, it's a show about uh, dumb news stories. It comes out every week. I also am going to be back in Austin at the end of March headlining the Velveeta Room right after South By. So Hell yeah. come uh, check it out. It's, yeah, the 24th and the 25th of March. I'm going to be at the Velve. It should be fun. Oh, so well, yeah, yeah. I, man, I, will, I, will, I, will, I will not be in town for that. That sucks. Damn it. God damn yeah. it. <laughs> But all right, well, yeah, yeah, go check out Kath, folks, uh, and, and support that because you know, whenever any of our, our Austin homies come back in town, we just want to go make sure they're welcome. Uh, yeah, well, hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, check us out online. Like I said, we're at LCS Podcast on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, I, I hope you guys had had a, a good time with us today. I hope your year's been going off to a great start. Everybody, be safe, be smart, but above all, don't get caught. Don't get caught. See you next time.